0: And here we go on this week's weekly Parsha podcast—an extraordinary evening here as we celebrate Hanukkah, holiday, a chag of sorts, and also Parshas Vayeshev. And this week, it's a special podcast because we dive deep. We seek to unearth the practices of someone that accomplished great things and how we too can mimic them for the success that we all endeavor to accomplish. And without further ado, I present to you to kick things off with a question. Who was the most successful person in history, the individual to accomplish the greatest things. Here lies, rest in peace, Mr. Successful. Who would you choose if you could only pick one? Which individual flourished even greater than everyone else? Maybe you'll say, Well, Noah, if we take it all the way back, he probably was the most successful since he saved the entire human race. Perhaps you'll argue for Avraham. After all, he is the Avhamon Goem. He spread monotheism, the father of the nations, he discovered Hashem. Maybe he is the most accomplished, most successful man in history. Or maybe you'll argue for Moshe Rabenu. He did accomplish a great deal in his life. One of the notches in his belt would be seeing a burning bush, taking God's nation out of Egypt, splitting the sea, and leading the Jewish people through 40 years in the wilderness, dealing with quite the bevy of issues. Maybe Moshe Rabbeinu, supremely humble, the great leader. Maybe you'll want to take it down a notch. We'll say Yehoshua. He actually led the conquest of Eretz Yisrael. If you've read anything through Nach, you'll see Yehoshua was quite the accomplished character. Nah, maybe it's David HaMelech. David HaMelech, the great Jewish monarch. One of the close, intimate lovers of with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, the great composer of Tehillim, who is the most successful person who have ever graced Hakadosh Baruch Hu's beautiful green earth, and since the beginning of Baruches, who would you choose? I may argue that more recent heroes have accomplished a great deal as well for they have been further from Har Sinai with less clarity. They didn't get to see the Beis Migdash or fire and smoke on the top of Mount Sinai. So maybe let's argue for Ravina and Ravashi and Rabbeinu HaKadosh who authored Mishnah and Gemara. Argue for Rambam who summarized, codified, all of the entire Torah. Maybe Rashi or the Vilnagon. Who is the most successful? But ladies and gentlemen, our parsha, parsha's Svayyeshev, puts an end to the debate. It's a game, set, match, because the Torah crowns one person as the most successful individual in history. And his name was Yosef. Yosef was called Ish Matzliach, he was the man of success. He had the chocolate touch, the gold touch, no matter the habitat, the situation, from the bottom of pits to rotting at the bottom of prisons and foreign countries to sitting in the palace of a foreign leader and a gross Immoral country with many issues. Still, no matter the time and place, no matter the habitat, Yosef is crowned as the Ishmatsliach. More successful, or at least he earned the nickname of the successful man over anyone else. So, everybody wants success. We all want to accomplish great things. It's the most common denominator through all humans. Now we all want different things, but everybody wants success. Everybody wants to prove victorious. So what can we learn from the Ish Matzliach? What steps did he take that launched him up to the place that he reached that the Torah testified about him that he is the man of success. And as we approach this topic, it's noteworthy to pick out just some of his great accomplishments. Among his accomplishments is please welcome Mr. Rabbi Yosef Atzadik who climbed the corporate ladder of Egypt from Jail to Viceroy, a master interpreter of dreams, Yaakov's favorite son. He is the Merkava, the chariot for the Sephira of Hod, whatever that means, but it sounds exciting. The Bechor, the firstborn, was taken from Reuven and eventually granted to Yosef, so he is the Bechor. Joseph, the dreamer, is also called and described by Pirkei de Rebbe Eliezer to have Ruach HaKodesh, divine inspiration from his very youth until old age. And all of this topped off with some unprecedented self-control when he yelled Vayim Moen and ran away from the clutches of Asha's Paitifar. Not much or not too shabby for a day's work. So how do he do it all? What can we learn from the man, Yosef, that we call him Yosef At that the Torah crowns him as the man of success? Well, it's three things. At least I reckon from the basic reading of the text, we are taught three main points about his life, things that we can bring into our lives. And number one, at the very beginning of the parsha, Parashas Yeshev were introduced by Yahalom Yosef Chalom, and Joseph had a dream. You know the story. Stars. There's a dream about. A second dream about. Some bushels. But he was a dreamer. I have a dream, he said. He was kicked out of the house for it. But I don't know if it's coincidence that success starts with great dreams. It starts with large ambitions, wild ambitions, standing in the middle of a holy family and being the center of it all, an eagerness for success. Chalomos, people are scared to dream. Not Yosef. His dreams They were about greatness. They were prophetic dreams. But by Yahalom Yosef Chalom, that kicks it all off. This has been seen in great individuals that people that are crazy enough to dream up that they can change the world often are the crazy ones that end up actually changing the world. But it all starts with large ambitions. Be a dreamer. The great Panovich Arav was a big fan of this line. If Evcholpt, I'm dreaming. I'm very shlofnish, but I am not sleeping. He manifested Panovich Yeshiva when it was barely enough for a minion of Yeshiva Bacharim and Eretz Yisrael at the time. Built that beautiful building, wrote the plans for it himself. He was a great dreamer. That's where it starts. Esh Matzliach begins with Vayachalum Yosef Chalom. He dreamt a dream, and I have a dream. He dreamt so much, he cared so much that even when he was going to find the brothers, the Shvatim, to go check up on them, the brothers snickered and said to each other, "Hey, here comes the dreamer boy." The master of dreams has come. So step one, be a big dreamer, become the master of dreams. But it's more than that. And we're told of a second thing, of Yosef's youth, his stepping stones to greatness. We're told an interesting line that Yosef was vehunar; He was a youth. He was an adolescent. He was a nar. Young. It has a lot of different interpretations. and or Naira in Gemara terms is a female between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half. Nar definitely connotes kind of youth, but the redak and peeling apart etymologically the word Nar says that the word really is a root. The Sherish is the same as that of Hisorus, being awakened. People that are young have these childlike bubbliness. They have this youthful exuberance. That's when they're ambitious. That was Yosef. He was the Nar. You find that kids, they say, I want to walk on the moon. I want to be an astronaut. And when people grow up, After they've left the stage of Nairus, youth, when the world is there for the taking, that door closes, never to be opened again, a bit more plateaued, a bit more tolerant of average success, they've lost the stage of Nairus, not Yosef. He is the Hunar. He's a dreamer, but he's goes about it with like a hop in his step. He's peppy. Running places. Accomplishing things. Excited about life, it sounds. With a hisiory, hisiory way of action. When people get old. That same kid who dreamt that he wants to be a firefighter or an astronaut and walk on the moon is... Okay, watching the evening news and selling insurance. They've lost the Nairos, the childlike drive. Perhaps we say the kind of ignorant bliss of, I don't care, this is what I want, and I'm going to do it. So that's the second thing that we find by Yosef. He was a nar. He was young, energetic. And lastly, perhaps the most crucial to top these attributes off of dreaming of great things and going about it like a child with an excitement is the magic that tells us. Begins with a question, why was it that Yosef merited to be the viceroy of Egypt? You don't get to be a king without some sort of zchusim. You don't get to run the world power of Egypt and sustain the entire world with food without some sort of cheshman in that. says the Medrash, based on a and Kohelis and Perches, that the king's word has shiltone. king speaks of shiltone. The so Medrash says is that for a person to be a king, they must be a shiltone, which means to be someone who grabs the reins of his life, a shoylate, an owner, a self-control. Medrash says that that person is someone who becomes king. Joseph epitomized self-control and discipline in many instances, but perhaps with Asia's Potifar most notably. And therefore, the Shiltone, the one who grabs the reins of his life with discipline, he becomes the disciplined one to run a country. It takes discipline. You're Shilate on yourself, so you'll be Shilate on the rest of the world, Shilate on all of Egypt. seems that's the recipe. That's what we're told. To become successful begins with dreams. Before you step up, to add a little bit of youthful excitement to the recipe. and Not to be forgotten the necessity of discipline. Because unchecked youthfulness, not knowing when to turn it off, not knowing how to think through things and go about it methodically, with preparation, and with a certain mature assiduousness, well, then you could go too far, and your nyrus will just turn into childlike foolishness. It'll just be immature. So that's it. The recipe for success is to be a bal Chalomos. Big goals. And Yosef told us, you got to be a NAR. You don't take no for an answer. You say, I want to walk on the moon. You it energized. You live inspired. But you most definitely have to have this discipline that no matter how many times Asha's Paitifar made her advances. And for the mature audience, if you look at the Medrash, it seems there were quite a bit of advances day after day with different temptations presenting herself to Yosef. It was no, 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 with the us that not now, not later, not tomorrow, not in the next world. I don't want to be with you. I don't want to see you. I don't want to touch you. No, never, not today. Stop. Get out of my face. I'm That type of shlita, to be sholita on yourself, that earns a shlita on all of Egypt. So what is your goal? What do you seek to accomplish in life? And in order to accomplish that thing that you are thinking of, it's going to take a great amount of work, and you'll probably have to do it in every single habitat, no matter where life takes you, like Yosef. So, perhaps we should follow this plan. Dream big. Pump the dreams up. Shoot for the moon. Until people start saying and snickering, oh, he's got another one of those crazy ideas again. Here comes the dreamer boy. And then chase it down with a freshness. With a hop in your step. Be dynamic about it. And top it off with some discipline. No. when to stop, when to pivot, when to rethink, to go about it patiently with a certain amount of composure, restraint, and self mastery. These three are the Shlesha Dvarim that success is aimed on. Emir Tashem. If we follow Yosef's lead, no matter where life takes us, and no matter what our goals are, if we dream big and go about it like with a youthful exuberance and excitement, and with some discipline, Amir Teshem, we too will be successful like Yosef at Sadek, the great Ish Matzliach. Yeah.